1: Go to Shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
0: Come on, let's work. Come on, let's work. Come on, let's work. Come on, let's Come on. You can wish for it or you can work for it. You gotta work for greatness. If you ain't working,
2: you should be working. Come on, let's work.
0: These are the Confessions of a Workaholic. 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 Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This is your girl, Coryell and you are totally in for a treat because we have a true boss in the building. This episode is brought to you by Work, Pray, Slay Weekend, which returns to ATL November 1st through 4th. For details on how you can attend the biggest and best women's weekend of the year, be sure to log on to WorkPraySlay.com. Now today we are talking to internet sensation and social media superstar, Cece Gunn. Yes, the six figure chick herself is in the building and she is here to help us all boss up. So Cece, are you ready to confess?
2: I am, I'm a little bit nervous now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't be nervous. So I'm pretty sure that, you know, the majority of my listeners either follow you as the six figure chick or has heard about you or at least seen a post of yours, but you actually had another business prior to starting this one. So what did you actually start your career out doing?
2: I am what I like to call an accidental entrepreneur. Um, My very first business was a juicing business that I started in 2013, and it was called the Juicy Rx. And I'm going to be honest, I really, really missed it, but it was started because I got diagnosed with cancer in 2013, and I could not eat anything, could not keep anything down, so I started juicing. And that turned into this amazing platform, amazing thing. And I called it UCRX because that was my prescription to getting healthier. Well, you know how sometimes we are so excited about doing things and we kind of learn on the fly. Well, nobody told me you check for copyrights before or trade once before I got started. So about two years in, I got hit with a desist and had to change my entire business model over to, it starts with juice.
0: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. So that, I obviously did not know that story. So that was not um, on my list of questions, but can you just talk about what that experience taught you and how it kind of helped you to prepare yourself for your next business, because even though that was like a slap in the face and something that was unexpected, I know for sure that you use that lesson, um, you know, in in your business, and now that's something that you can teach your clients as well. So, how would you say that that has? How have you been able to turn that negative into a positive?
2: Actually, that was one of the things that kind of really got me on track to beginning the six figure check. So that we were getting ready to celebrate our two year anniversary. It was coming up for July and. We got hit with a cease and assist at the end of March. First of all, I was scared as hell because I saw lawyer words and I'm like, wait, I ain't got no money like that. If you're trying to sue somebody, we're going to have a problem. So it really scared me because I simply was not educated about the process and I wasn't being quote unquote sued. But if you've never seen something like that before, it really is a scary situation. So that taught me, okay, even if you want to be an online entrepreneur, you sometimes don't want to learn things on the back end. And because I had my website, I had my branding, I had all this merchandise that had this name on it that I could no longer use. So it really kind of threw me off for just a little bit because it's okay, I connected to that name. So it reminded me, okay, when we're naming our businesses, why do we choose that name? And for me, I connected to the GCRX so I asked my audience, we tried all these different things, and I never could find anything that really connected until I found it starts with juice. I also learned what a season desist letter was, which was not a fun experience. And I also learned that some people sometimes will try to use what you've built for yourself on different ways. So the person who hit me with the season desist, after we got everything changed, I changed all my names and took all my stuff down. They then asked me to work for them. And I'm like,
0: Stop it. <laughs> I'm like,
2: wait a minute, wait, what? Wow. So even though sometimes people see greatness in what you're doing, and I guess it goes down to how we talk about execution sometimes, having an idea is not good enough. So I had built up a pretty sizable platform and it's like one of those things I still go check. This person doesn't have a website. They don't have anything else wow. set up. So they saw the name, but they weren't really using it to the fact that I was, but they didn't want me to have it either. So that, that was a big, like, okay, you don't want me to be associated with it technically, but once
0: all the things changed over, now oh, you want to sell your product to my audience. Wow, wow, wow. So, okay, so I can also take away um, a lesson, like, from the other side, because if you the, – the beautiful thing in it, um, and a lot of people ask me about trademarks all of the time, but the beautiful thing is even if you don't have a trademark for your business, if you notice that somebody is doing something that you – you know, had started doing originally, you can still qualify for that trademark if you can prove that you were actually using it first. So even though this company was not, you know, operating under this name or had a website or really doing business, they still had the rights um, to it legally. So lots of lessons to be learned. Um, I, You know, I'm sorry that you had to experience that, but I know that that just added value to you as a coach, you know, working with other entrepreneurs. Um, so obviously social media has made a huge impact on your bottom line what do you say to people who don't see the need to market their business on social media like the seasoned CEOs who feel like okay I'm doing good I don't really want to figure out how to use the gram I don't really want to be on Facebook what do you say to those business owners
2: watch the market so I've learned in my area You know how some things that we grow up with, I live in Alabama, which is in a pretty small town, and I grew up going to Kmart and going to Walmart and seeing Bruno's and things like that, and when I go through my hometown now, I see all these big, huge, empty buildings. If you do not go with the flow of the market, the market's going to leave you behind, and when you see all these different people who are now closing down stores and seeing what's replacing them, like, okay, Amazon now owns Whole Foods. And now you have Amazon Locker, you have all these Instacart deliveries and things like that. You may not see the purpose of it, but your audience does. And if you're not where your audience is going to be or where they're going to grow, your business is going to suffer in the long run. So yes, the old school methods do work, but they're called old school for a reason. And once old school methods stop working, what's new is gonna become the standard measure. If you're not in the new, you're gonna get left behind.
0: So true. I mean, think about Blockbuster and Netflix, right? You can't find a movie store. uh, You know, like you can't go rent uh, a movie these days. Netflix is the new standard. Um, And so if you are not ready and willing to keep up, then you are definitely going to get left behind. So for my beginning bosses, or even those seasoned CEOs who are just unfamiliar with social media, can you share like two to three tips to getting started and building your online presence?
2: The first thing I would say is to learn your client. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that most new businesses make. They're so excited about getting products and getting on social media and doing these different things, but they have no idea who they're talking to. And social media is already very noisy. If you come out with a message that's very similar to somebody else's, you're gonna get lost. So you need to know, okay, I'm going to do this business for this reason. Like I know when I started Six Ticket Chick, it was not intentional. It was something kind of came down. People started asking, okay, you live in Alabama. Alabama doesn't do quote unquote tech things. So how in the world are you able to be on social media and you're doing all these different things and people are buying your stuff, but you live in your small town? Well, that's where social media is so wonderful because you have access to the entire world from your living room. So knowing who you're talking to and knowing how they're going to act on social media is very important. The second thing I would say would be get out of your own way. We don't like perfect people. I personally don't like people who are on a pedestal, who are so always on track, on point. I don't like those people. I want the person who has messed up because that makes me feel like they're just like me. And if I can connect to you, I'm going to be able to talk to you. But if I feel like you are always got everything together, you never make any mistakes, nobody really wants to talk to that person because that person makes you feel less than. And that's not necessarily that person's thing, but most of us are struggling behind the scenes and we don't want to tell people about our struggle. Your success is made in your struggle. So I can tell you mm -mm, before you start your business, hey, go to the trademark registry and see if anybody else has anything out there because you don't want to build your entire business for two years on something you cannot own. That's going to hurt your feelings. Or hey, make sure you go get a website because Instagram is amazing, but they had a glitch like two or three years ago and I lost my entire page and that freaked me out. So even though it's a great tool, it is still a tool. So make sure you have your house in order. You need a website. And just simply telling people those different mistakes I've made helps them to navigate a little bit better and not be as afraid like, okay, yeah, it's not going to always work out the right way. But if I get in there and I do this and I keep going, something's going to come together.
0: I love it, amazing tips. And one of the ones um, that I think I can definitely tell um, that you connect with your audience in such an amazing way because of your authenticity, right? Because you're not trying to pretend like you're perfect. You're super transparent and sharing um, your story and your struggles. Why do you think it is so difficult for people to be their authentic self? Um, We know it's crucial when it comes to building a personal brand, but why do you think so many people struggle with that? And, And how has it been a benefit for you to be so transparent?
2: Most people struggle with the fear of being seen a certain way. We're told by different magazines and different outlets that we have to be this kind of person or this this image or this setup basically to be successful. And when you don't look like the typical success story, you start wondering, okay, am I ever going to really make it? That starts putting a lot of doubts in your head. And the biggest thing that most entrepreneurs face is mindset. And it's sad because it's also the first thing that people skip. And I'm gonna be honest, I was that person, like if I would get enrolled in somebody's course, And they talk about, oh, you got to do your mindset. I'm like, whatever. I don't feel like doing that. Like, tell me how to do the process. And it took me a while to realize, okay, we may feel like we have everything together. But if your mindset really is not set up to be strong, when you have that little hiccup or that little hitch, and it throws you off track, it sends you spiraling. So a lot of people are like, okay, I don't want to do that. That's part of like your very first thing. You got to change the way you think about stuff. And it sounds so la, 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 so good. No, if you don't change the way you think about stuff, every single thing that goes wrong is going to make you depressed. And I thought a few weeks ago about business depression. Um, One of my things with my people is I love to execute. If you give me an idea, you give me about an hour or so, I can have it up and running. Sometimes execution quickly is not a good thing. But we always tell like, you know, if you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't do it quickly, somebody else is going to get it. Well, if you execute too quickly, sometimes you have not done your foundation, you have not done your groundwork, and you execute it, but it sucks. So you have to go back to the drawing board and execute it again. It's so much better to do it right the first time, save that time, save that energy, and save that money, and make sure you're saving your reputation. So if you're constantly putting out bad products, over time, people are uh, yeah, it's up there, but nobody really wants it. You can't do that.
0: Now, listen, that is a word right there. If, you're, if your mindset stays the same, your money will too, period. And I know, you know, we hear people talking about, you know, affirming yourself and thinking positive thoughts, but I promise you those positive thoughts will absolutely equal paychecks, right? It will equal profits. If you really, truly start believing that you are worthy, start believing that your products are worthy, start believing that you already have the skills to pay bills you absolutely got to get out of your own way Um, so one one method that seems to work wonders CC is paid advertising and you seem to have mastered that formula but it does not seem to work for everyone what would you say is like the most important thing to consider um, when paying for posts
2: understanding that you are paying for a post and that it is not that pages job to convert your audience a lot of people get upset, like, hey, I paid this amount of money to this page, and I didn't get any followers. Well, it's not that person's job to get you followers. If you have a page that's doing promos, their job is to take your content that you provide, take your caption that you provide, and put it on their page. Once they've done that, their job is done. So if you haven't done your work and make sure your page is up to date, make sure you chose a good image, and make sure you're actually talking to the right audience, you're going to probably be upset. A page is doing promos, their only job is to get you traffic. The job conversion is on you. So you need to make sure you're choosing a page that preferably has your audience. If you're going, if let's say you sell shoes and you go onto a hair page, that probably won't work out the same way. Also, think about whole brand handling. A lot of our people focus on the products they want to sell and don't think about what else that person needs. So if you're selling shoes, okay, I'm assuming I'm gonna wear clothes. So you may work well with a boutique page, because that's going to be something that goes together. So make sure you are actually framing your ad. So it flows with the same page. Don't go up and throw something totally different. And then wonder, oh, it didn't work. You didn't do your research.
0: Man, it's so tricky to figure out like, your formula, but once you have mastered it, I mean, it can definitely be profitable, profitable. Um, but I think one of the major mistakes that people make, and it's why they aren't satisfied when they do it, and you mentioned it, it's they're advertising to the wrong audience, or they're sending a caption that is obviously, you know, an ad, a paid ad. It's, it's so, you um, it's tricky, like I said, but it's definitely profitable if you... Um, or they
2: bury, um, and that's just another they bury their, um, their page name at the bottom mm. of their caption. No, you get those three little lines. So if somebody's scrolling through a timeline, how about we go in and we check that first? So, hey, have you heard of, at your name, and then do your spiel. Or making sure people are posting at the right time. So I live in Alabama, I'm in Central Time Zone. My best advertiser lives in California, where two hours different. So I need to make sure if I'm posting something, I take that two hour difference into account because my five o'clock is her three o'clock. Three o'clock traffic does not work well for me. Five o'clock traffic does. So I need to be on her five o'clock, which is my seven o'clock. So I'm like, I'll just throw it up there. No, you need to be mindful of when you're posting. You need to ask them, when does your next post go up? So if you have someone in one page, she's terrible about it. She posts every 15 minutes if you pay for a promo you need to find someone who's willing to give you at least an hour before they put something else up because if you're 15 minutes okay the next one goes up you're getting pushed down which means you may have had a little bit of bump at first but people aren't going to see you and don't be afraid to ask for stats if you have a page that you're advertising for it and they cannot give you their instagram insights or some type of stats don't work with them because they're not taking their business seriously, which means they're not taking your business seriously.
0: And you taking your business seriously is, is really the only way for it to be successful. Because if you don't know your best posting time, you know, if you don't know where your audience is, if you don't know those things, then it's really going to be a waste of money. Um, so that was like worth money right there. I hope y'all took some notes on that. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit from social media. It's definitely lit, Right. It's easy money, but I really feel that email is the huge money maker mm-hmm. that people are sleeping on. So, how would you say that your profits compare, like with both? Do you think that you make more via email or social media? Email. I knew it. I knew it. What are some pointers that you can share for people who like have a mail list? Like everybody seems to have like the um, email opt-in when you go to their website, but everybody's not necessarily monetizing it. So what are some pointers for people who want to actually monetize their mail list?
2: Have a purpose and don't blanket market. So I use ConvertKit and I have nothing to use MailChimp or anything like that, but I offer a lot of different things. And I need to know how my people are coming onto my list so I know what to offer them. If you are building your list and you think, hey, I got 1,000 people, I'm going to email all 1,000 people. Everybody does not need the same thing. So if I am talking about Instagram and you're only on Facebook, you're not going to care about my Instagram emails. If I'm building a course and you only want to do eBooks, you don't care about my course emails. So you have to know who's on your list and why they're there. So when you do that blanket pop-up, hey, get on my email list. We send out updates and and discounts. Don't nobody want that. (laughs) Like, okay, if I'm going to get a discount, if I'm not interested, $0 is still $0. I don't need a discount I'm zero. I only care about that discount if I'm interested in your content. So give me a webinar. Give me a tutorial. Give me a PDF. Give me something that I can actually take away and want to see you in my inbox but that, hey, we have a discount code, you're gonna send that out anyway. So if I'm on your list, I'll get that code anyways. Give me a reason to be there.
0: Give them a reason to be there, something to look forward to, um, because there's definitely, definitely money in your mail list. All right, so Cece, this is my last question for you. Um, I saved the best for last. It really appears that you are a one-woman show, um, but I know that you are happily married. So do you believe in balance and like, how do you manage your money-making activities and, and your marriage? How do you make it work?
2: My husband is, and this is just for anyone who has a mate, being in business and being married, it's two different things. And one of the things I had to learn was we had, we grew up on noodles. So when we were living in the hood and we were driving the Hoopties, you were still there. The person that my husband married is not who I am today. And I think he kind of got to a point he had talked. I see so many people when they go through like a big change in their life where they lose a lot of weight, start a business, become really successful, they start leaving people behind. And something be like, you no, know, oh, they're not on my level. Well, you really have to think about it. You didn't used to be on your level. And everybody is not going to grow at the same time. So if you're in a relationship, men sometimes grow a little bit slower than women. So I can't hold him at fault because he didn't think the same way i do. Be because I just started thinking the way that I do. He's got to catch up. And once we had that conversation, like, okay, look, this is where I'm going. I would love for you to be here, but if you don't, you will make an excellent first husband. Now, personally, he hates when I say first husband, but I had to make it a joke of some sort to let him know I want to be with you and I value my relationship, but I also value my business. And there's nothing wrong with being ambitious. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have it all. It's just, it is going back to that balancing. So what I started doing was including him in my broadcast. He used to get on my nerves when he'd pop in. And that's like, oh, when are we going to do a couple scope again? And I'm like, well, I can't do couple scopes with you because you won't behave. You won't get on here and drink. And we can always do that. And I started showing him, okay, like, hey, here are the numbers. This is what I'm doing. And if I'm going to be extra busy next week, okay, I'm going to be doing a launch this week. We'll go on vacation the next week. So I made sure if I had time I had to take away from him, I give that time back. And over time, he's actually gotten to the point like Sunday, um, he went on time for the weekend. And I was so proud of him because I asked the question to my audience, how many people do you need on your email list if you want to make $10,000? And it was because we talked about emails, emails are important, but people don't know the actual numbers. So he got home and I asked him like, well, baby, okay, this is what I'm doing my class today. How many people do you need on your email list to make $10,000? I gave him the price of the product. His answer was, well, it depends on your conversion rate. I said, boy, you don't know what you just did. Like, I'm so <laughs> proud that you actually pay attention. I was like, yes, that is the correct answer. So I know that even though he doesn't always say it and he doesn't always show it, he is paying attention. He is being supportive
0: love it and that's realistic advice okay because people who are out here making you believe that it's all sunshine and rainbows and fairy tales and happily ever afters they lie they are totally fine. (laughs) I I love that you can keep it real. And that's some really great advice um, to offer. I have truly, truly enjoyed this conversation. And I know that my listeners um, appreciate all of these gems that you have been dropping. Please let them know where they can find you online. Hopefully they are already connected with you, but let them know where they can connect with you on social media as well.
2: I am the six figure chick on all platforms on Instagram is underscore the six figure chick underscore and the six sailed out on all platforms.
0: This has been another game changing episode of confessions of a workaholic meant to empower and encourage you to get that ass to work. You already have everything you need to get everything you want. If you are willing to do the work. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week.